0: Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace, and they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. If I can use Angie and enjoy it, so can you. Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides to tell you what others have paid for similar projects both nationally and in your area. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. The app and the website are free to use. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Friday, April 21st, 2023. It's about uh, two o'clock in the afternoon here on the East Coast, 11 o'clock in the morning in Arizona, from which Congressman Andy Biggs happily joins us now. Congressman, we missed you. We know you've been busy, but it's always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me back, Judge. Uh, Yeah, I've missed being with you. Um. We understand that there will soon be a battle on the either on the floor of the house or behind closed doors. However, uh, you folks do these things uh, over the president's request for an unlimited uh, debt ceiling and the uh, speaker of the house's request for a small increase of a trillion and a half. If I have that right, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you correct me. I'll let you take that ball and run with it.
1: Well, well, Judge, you're right. So let's take Biden first. Joe Biden is refusing to negotiate on anything, and he wants he wants what we call a a clean debt ceiling. When we say clean debt ceiling, he's talking about no cuts, no rescissions. There's no clawbacks of money, no stoppage of fraud. You keep going with the same levels uh, of spending, and you don't get it. So he wants says I I keep asking how much does he want and I've been told he wants four trillion dollars um, to get this through the uh, uh, until about February after the election but so that's theoretically
0: the, that's, I say theoretically because does anybody ever make an argument about the Constitution he can't spend money unless it's been uh, authorized is this for a million to allow him to spend money that's already then appropriated by the Congress, or is this for a million to allow him to spend money that for which he's going to ask for appropriations? It's both, actually. It's I said both, million. Actually. I meant trillion. The funny yeah, how yeah, we yeah, can yeah, use I those, trillion
1: those yeah. terms
0: today.
1: Hey, look, here's the reality. I never thought in my lifetime I'd be talking about multiple trillion dollars uh, to be spent same and here soon. You know same here. But that's so that's so really the president's request is really for both yeah because because he he to get his budget proposal which is believe it or not in 1 year 7 trillion dollars worth of spending yeah. he's going to need to raise the debt limit to help f- finance that and so so y- you need some of it to finance what we whatever our current level is and you'll need some of it to finance his new his new amount that's that's the Biden request is, is that uh, $4 trillion till about early 2025, first quarter 20 uh, calendar year of 2025. Right. Um, the Yeah. So the proposal now, and it's, and I, to be frank with you and I, and I'm always really frank with you. I think it's going to pass. Oh, is this, is this, is this, uh, Proposal from McCarthy and leadership and, you know, uh, various members have weighed in on it of, of raising it by one point five trillion dollars that will get you to probably January or February of 2024. OK, that's what they're asking for in exchange to raise that debt ceiling. This is what um, um, uh, these are. These are all conservative requests because there would be nothing if the conservatives were not asking for something. So, right. so to eliminate the the um, uh, student loan default, uh, or excuse me, forgiveness and restructuring, and they're scoring that judge because uh, the about six hundred nine trillion uh, billion dollars, they're scoring this in a first year savings of. Uh, 400 and some odd billion dollars. Right. Let me go back to
0: something you just said,
1: which I I was surprised to hear. There are
0: about 16 Republicans, as I understand it, led by you who have never in caps, never voted to raise the debt ceiling. Are you telling me that the majority of those 16 will change their minds or cave, if you will, in this instance?
1: Yeah, I am telling oh. you that. I'm telling you that, that I expect right now the way this, if I'm counting correctly, um, there might be three or four of us that vote no. Wow. And the rest. So what
0: happens the rest if we'll say this passes uh, the Democrats will vote against it, not because they don't want to raise the debt ceiling. they want to raise it the way the president wants to raise it. Yeah. Yeah. the house by one or two votes. What happens when it goes uh, to the
1: other end of the Capitol? Does Chuck Schumer even consider it? No, no. In fact, in fact, that's one of the selling points from leadership is that hey, well, you know, this just gets us to, to negotiate. Right now, the Senate and and Biden won't even negotiate with uh, the leadership of, from the House, and so they because they think that the the House supposedly the argument is that they don't think the House can pass anything, so the House passes this. Now, this is apparently is the poker uh, club anti to get to the table to actually play some hands. I mean, that's, and, and I'm like, that doesn't, that's not saleable to me. I don't know no. how I go to my constituents and say, look, no. I just voted to raise uh, one and a half well, trillion yeah, dollars. and a
0: half. I'm not saying this because you're my friend, but you have intellectual honesty and in your colleagues, even those who agree with us are willing to participate in these sort of tit for tat games that go back and forth, I guess, I guess between Chuck Schumer and, uh, and Kevin McCarthy, how how much if, if Joe Biden wants to spend seven trillion in a fiscal year, how much is uh, paid for by taxes, and how much does he have to borrow R- roughly?
1: Um, so roughly, he'll have to, you have to borrow two point two trillion dollars. Um, we okay. will we will bring in roughly four point eight trillion in tax revenue, and then the balance of that would be paid for obviously through um, finance, uh, you know, financing. Okay. I don't want to get uh, personal uh, on this,
0: even though I've disagreed with him on many things. Did Speaker McCarthy vote in the past to raise debt ceiling? Yes. He has always voted to raise the debt ceiling in his time in
1: Congress. Right. And this is one of the things that that I, I raised when I was running against him. I said, look, um, he has always raised the debt ceiling, and not only has he always voted to raise the debt ceiling, he has worked with Democrats to put coalitions together to raise the debt ceiling because he couldn't get he couldn't get enough Republicans to raise the debt ceiling. But now, um, now the argument is being made to me is, yeah, but look at what we're doing over here. They're, we're getting a trillion dollars worth of savings and cuts, and I said, yeah, but look at what uh, right out of the speaker's own office, the impact on Debt reduction, uh, debt national debt growth is you only re- so that one point five trillion. You're only impacting about seventy eight billion. So you're still increasing the national debt for that short period of time by one, over one point four trillion dollars. Wow.
0: so uh, is it fair to say there there's no hope here? Well, before we get to hope, what will happen? <laughs> <laughs> hope we <We're> always <laughs> hope. What, yeah, will happen? what will happen if, if the House and the Senate can't agree? Well, The the government will stop borrowing at some point, or does Janet Yellen have some tricks up her
1: sleeve? She Two two things will happen. Number one, she will continue on with extra, what's called extraordinary measures, and that's that's where she has to make priorities and what they spend, right? So uh, what will happen is you'll just typically you're going to postpone payment of of interest on the bonds. That's really what happens because because you pay everything else as it's due. And that's too. So I actually asked um, uh, an individual came in to brief the Freedom Caucus about this. I said, so what happens uh, d- if we don't pay, if we don't increase the debt ceiling? He thought about it for two minutes. I guess nobody ever asked. And he said, well, nothing. And I said, Exp- explain that to me because I've been told that it'll be the big cata- cataclysmic thing. He says, well, what happens is the bills get approved through OMB. They get forwarded to the Fed. The Fed pays them, and that's the just Fed the way it is. Fed pays them. That's what he said. That's what he said. Well, I was stunned not- by that too. Through Treasury, well, they- I guess they're, they're authorized by Treasury to pay. So anyway, so so that that's what happens. Um, so nothing really happens. People keep getting their checks. Well, we know how the Fed pays them, not with cash, but by adding zeros
0: to to bank accounts. Has this been going on? Is this even worse than Ron Paul's wildest nightmares about the Fed? Now the Fed has been paying for appropriations when Congress hasn't uh, authorized the debt ceiling to go up?
1: That's my understanding. I'm not saying Um, I'm, I'm... I may misunderstand, but that's what what this individual told us, and he had impeccable credentials. But I, I would just tell you what what uh, to add to your your consternation here is, Judge. There are Thank over twelve hundred. <laughs> yeah. Now you'll know, you'll you'll know why I don't sleep. So so there are more than twelve hundred agencies, departments, and programs that are unauthorized by Congress that are funded to the tune of 500 billion dollars a year by the fed well I I, I I can only assume because they just keep paying them we we've not we've not appropriated and we've not authorized uh, this- if we have if we have appropriated we're appropriating to, to um, agencies that were, should have been sunsetted and that the congress is not authorized to actually be in existence the uh, most people don't realize this, the U.S. Department of State has not been authorized or reauthorized by Congress in something like 30 years. Um, and, and how so, does Tony
0: Blinken get a salary?
1: He, we, we just keep funding him. We just keep funding wow. him. He shouldn't get a salary, but that's just... Yeah, right, right. So is profit. this
0: debate about a, bet- a debt ceiling just theoretical and fanciful? Because if the debt ceiling is not raised, the government will just keep Spending money that the Fed will fiat money that the Fed will create. I guess it creates it by adding zeros to a bank account somewhere. Whether it's Chase Manhattan or whether it's the Treasury's bank account, some bank
1: account will just add zeros to it. That's I, I would guess so. I, I I read a report yesterday that said that Yellen is anticipating that the the extraordinary measures um, will need to be repaid back. And, and that's she's anticipating four hundred and fifty billion dollars. So the wow. extraordinary measures basically are kicking kicking the can down the road. So judge, here's a w- another way to look at it. we we spend every month about a hundred billion dollars or more than we bring in in revenue. The, there's only a couple months that we actually break even or are in the black in revenue and that this is one of them April because of the of tax. and you'll see, uh, I think July and September, because also quarterly. So those are the only months where we actually bring in enough to pay our bills. Um, so they just keep adding to this debt. And I will just tell you um, the the way this. Here's another way of looking at it. Then, then you'll really get to my consternation. So over 10 years, uh, because the, because everybody's talking about oh we're going to do this in 10 years, and you and I both know nothing matters after year one. Because the right. next Congress can do whatever it wants to with year two. So the anticipation, if the debt uh, and the spending continues to grow, you will add $22 to $25 trillion in debt to the national debt. So you go from 31 to somewhere around 52, 53, maybe a little higher. But if you enact all the measures that my colleagues are, are putting going to put forward, which – I, th- I think it's a good place to start but I, I told my colleagues I said we should be starting far much more on the on the reduction side we, we need to Correct. be doing that but but needless to say uh, it will impact it by four trillion dollars. So instead of being at 52 trillion, you're going to be at 48 trillion dollars if <sighs> this plan were to work, The way it's being proffered, and the interest on forty-eight
0: trillion will be borne by generations of taxpayers as yet
1: unborn. Well, if if you take the current five percent, you know the five percent, your your interest is going to be two and a half two to two and a half trillion dollars a year just for the interest on that going forward. And what that does is it causes inflationary pressure, causes crowd out to the private capital markets, and uh, and quite frankly. Uh, unless our GDP can grow, uh, we, will have, we will have long since gone bankrupt, um, quite frankly, because the, de- the debt-to-GDP ratio will be uh, astronomical.
0: The, the war in uh, Ukraine is a disaster for Ukraine. The right. documents that this young man is accused of releasing uh, indicate senior Pentagon leadership believes Ukraine is getting beaten badly, and by the end of next month, we'll have zero uh, air defenses. They will have been so degraded. What will happen when uh, the president asks for another $100 billion to give away to Ukraine? Will anybody credibly say we don't have it? Or will that not even be part of the debate?
1: So for those of us who've been uh, opposed to this from the beginning, we will continue to sound the siren song. But you... <laughs> This president will have all the Democrats. He'll have a significant portion of the of what I call the neocons in Congress, the warhawks, yes. yes, who have said who have said repeatedly, no matter how much or how long. And I'm like, there's so many rebuttals to that. Our own border, our national debt, wh- whatever. Uh, so so judge, I I fear that they're going to impose an additional. Uh, amount of money on this. And and why that happens, our own weapon arsenal will continue to degrade and put us at, at risk more and more, not just on the financial side, but actually from the materiel side. Yes. Yeah. Colonel uh, McGregor has demonstrated
0: that, good friend of yours and mine, and of everybody yes. watching us now, has demonstrated that uh, conclusively. The weaponry that Secretary Austin uh, is sending over there is from our substance. It's not from our surplus. God uh, forbid right. uh, that we need it. Do, do any of the members of Congress feel concerned that we are slowly, a la LBJ in Vietnam, being drawn into a land war and that, in fact, we do have troops on the ground there, whether they're in uniform or not, whether you call them advisors or teachers or managers, whatever they're Special forces, they're highly trained, they're Americans, they wear boots, they operate equipment. Does that trouble members of Congress, that no authorization for the use of military force, all of which, in my view, are unconstitutional? Another story for another another argument for another time, but no declaration of war uh, has right. come. No authorization for troops whatsoever has come from Congress, and Joe Biden has them there
1: anyway. Judge, I was just in a conversation Yesterday morning before I left D.C., and uh, I was like a third wheel just listening as one guy was taking your position, which is my position. And by the way, you and I have said for a long time that we have personnel on the ground in Ukraine and we we knew it. We just knew it. Right. Right. Um, But this this other the the Warhawk, the neocon said in response to that, he said, they're they're just in the embassy. They're just in the embassy. Nothing to worry about. And I have raised the specter. I've actually spoken on the floor about the about the the Vietnam, Vietnamization, I guess, of of this Ukraine crisis, where we are now. We've got advisors. So this week, um, you know, we've got we've got personnel on the ground in Ukraine. We, we we've known that, but we also have people on the ground in all the countries surrounding Ukraine and on the edge right. of Russia. So we are providing all of that s- uh, s- uh, support as well, and it's just remarkable. Uh, I, I'm not a I'm not a Putin fan. I think he's a, a you know, he's not a good guy. But here's the deal: he has restrained himself from from moving that war into uh, and taking on all these other places where the exactly. U S is exactly I exactly mean, Congressman Biggs. The neocons don't
0: understand that. I think the neocons led by Victoria Newland, she of the first Trump impeachment, really want an invasion of Crimea, really want American troops there, because they think either they'll have some, this is one of their last great chances to confine Russia and restrain Russia, or they'll drive Putin from office, both of which, in my view, are fanciful, but I think they think this,
1: don't you? Yeah, I mean... They played. Hide- they played hide the ball for a long period of time, but it is obvious that regime change was the goal of this administration from the beginning. And um, we are doing. This administration is doing such irreparable harm to the U.S. standing and reputation in the world and in inter- and uh, the world world affairs and the international system. Uh, I don't know of any any of our allies. Why would you trust the U.S.? I I mean, right. really. Uh, right. But beyond that, uh, you you just can't trust anything out of the this White House's mouth. They've they've emboldened every bad actor in the in the world. Whatever and, and you think, yeah, I was gonna say, and that's that's not that's not to say that I think because I am not an, an, an interventionist. I am a I am a. I'm a more of a Washington friend to all uh, economic uh, influence and let's let's benefit America. but but here's the deal. when America is strong and military projects power, we don't have to go anywhere. The world is safer and more stable. And you see it crumbling because of this administration's Correct. feckless lack of leadership. and the Correct. Ukraine the Ukraine war is just one more example of of I, I, I think we're on the cusp of a wider, regional uh fighting war and i do agree with you get back to that point uh these people want regime change and they would like to see us actually i believe have troops on the ground in ukraine and they don't have an off-ramp
0: they can't get out of this mess i believe just from watching him listening to him but mainly watching and listening to uh the people around him that president biden wants to run for re-election as a wartime president like his hero uh, FDR and and uh, what the off ramp is I really don't know you think the American people would tolerate troops on the ground American boys fighting a, a shooting at Russian boys I happen to think we are already I don't believe no special forces those guys are not staying confined in an embassy no way right. I also know that some of the equipment according to Colonel McGregor uh, that we've sent over there is so sophisticated that only we can operate it And according to Colonel McGregor, some of it's being operated by uh, American soldiers out of uniform on the ground with American ammunition and American equipment. And the the trigger that sets this stuff off is being pulled, so to speak, by American troops on the ground in Poland. Question, are American boys using American equipment to send American uh, projectiles to kill Russian boys? Answer, yes. What is that? A war with Russia. Has Congress that's declared right. it? Of course not. No, that,
1: that's 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 right. And get to your. Now, if I said your, that, your plan, if you're... I
0: were with you, if I were representing New Jersey, which would never happen. Uh, and said that on the floor of the House, the neocons would boo or turn their backs or not even pay attention to that.
1: Yeah, they would dispute you. They would dispute that, and they would say, "No, they're at the embassy. They're not. They're, we're not doing that." I said, "I said once, you know, if you send these tanks M1s or any of this other." high uh, you know uh late model high-tech uh weaponry we have to have everything from training personnel to maintenance personnel because the Ukraine ukrainians don't know how to operate U.S material the uh, and I was uh, man I was castigated and, and laughed at and mocked but but look we I, I want to give you just another example we tried uh, uh, a um you know gate Matt gates and i and some others we did a we did a um bill to remove the 900 u.s troops from syria just mm. a month ago we, what happened to we it? what had happened more to the immigrants. bill yeah, i'm sorry what happened to the bill it, well, it went down in massive defeat we got a debate on it and um the, they were trying to claim that there, there was an AUMF for us to have troops in Syria. There's no AUMF that authorizes troops in Syria. And by the way, I think the AUMF law, you know, the the War Powers Act is is dubious constitutionally. That's my own opinion. But it's my but the, opinion uh, it's my opinion as well. One last question on, on
0: yes. this: Where's Tim Kaine on all this? He has taken a leadership role in getting rid of the some some of the AUMFs. But is he with the Republican neocons on this? I realize he's on the other side of the Capitol from you, but you guys all talk to each other. Senator Kane from Virginia.
1: I I really don't know where he is, to be honest with you. I I do know that some of some of the people that are with me on uh, the AUMF bills uh, are still voting to provide funding. But but by and large, they're dwindling. They're coming back to coming back home. So all right. Well, God bless your
0: courage and uh, keep up the good fight. And thank you for coming back and reporting to us from time to time. You have a huge fan base here and an open door whenever you want to come through it uh, at Judging Freedom. Thank you, Congressman Biggs. Thanks, Judge. Have a great, great weekend. Thanks. You as well. If you like that, like and subscribe. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.